Today, I interview Guatemo Silva, or as I like to call him, the lost comic. Guatemo was raised in San Francisco, grew up pretty poor, would get himself invited to parties at age 11 and 12 and do things like steal milk from people's refrigerators because his fridge at home was empty. He also got involved in street gangs, robberies, and he talks about how these stories inform his work on stage. I also wanted to talk to Guatemo to get a picture of the everyday grind of being a comedian in San Francisco. How often he burns out, how does he take care of himself, what does comedy do for him spiritually? Also, Guatemo talks about something called the Chitlin Circuit. Stay tuned for that. Lastly, there's a bit that didn't quite fit in the show. It's pretty gritty, so I included it as bonus content at the end. At any rate, thank you for listening. My name is Benjamin Russick, licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is my podcast. Look, just tell me what to do. Can I be racist? I, yeah, like, I don't care. I'm not. I'm not one of those I feel guys. Like, I feel like comedians have like a pass. Well, I'm an old school comic. Like I don't care. You can call me the F word. You can call me the R word. What's an old school comic? <sighs> we have no rules. We don't care. Speak your mind. Even if I don't like it, I will like just like laugh it off like i don't care if you call me whatever you can call me a spig you can call me a retard you can call me a dirty engine i don't care i'm not gonna call you any of those things oh (laughs) that's my love language can you pronounce your full name yes my full name is guatemo silva that's my last name like anderson silva but because i looked you up and your name is so impossible to spell it's okay look even my parents mispronounced my name your parents did you wrong no they did they gave you the justice man like what's a normal name like ben who else named their kid ben a jew would name his kid ben (laughs) (laughs) were you jewish oh Uh, well my dad was jewish you know the the joke that i tell is that i'm i did a dna test did i tell you this joke you pay for this (laughs) i I, two of them (laughs) was it a discount because i know you jews like discount Counts. <laughs> no, I got I got two DNA tests, and they said that I was sixty four point five percent Ashkenazi Jew, right? Uh-huh. The mystery is is where did the extra fifteen percent come from, right? Mm-hmm. Now, some would say my mother's side, but I figured it out. You see, my father, who kind of looked like Einstein with the big fucking nose and the white hair and <laughs> kind of you know navel glazing with the big lips, the whole thing, he was actually he was actually one hundred and thirty five percent Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is so stupid, but I love it. That is, that's a very nice compliment I just got. Sort of. Do you, you and your father, you guys are really close, or you guys? Well, like- he's dead. Uh, ever since, Sorry. well, ever since he died, actually, our relationship has improved <laughs> quite a bit. Oh my god, me too. My yeah. dad died too. We your dad died too. When? Oh, this is like years ago, man. It's almost like seven years. We're not tight, but I, I forgave him. Uh-huh. It's a weird story. My I'm an only child for my mother, but uh, my father has eight women, eight baby mothers or baby mamas. I what? Mean. Yeah. Yeah. Ugly son of a bitch. Too. Your father. Yeah. My real has father. Eight. Eight women. Eight, so eight you, baby mamas. You have how many siblings? Uh, Supposedly 21. 21? Yes. Yeah. Even the steamer was like... Phew. 21? 21 children. But I'm an only child for my mother. And how many of them have you met? Only met two. One died. She died uh, almost eight years ago. No, nine years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, breast cancer. Very sad. Uh, and my older brother, it's pretty cool. He's actually a, a professional Muay Thai fighter, but he's a lot older than me. Uh-huh. But we're not tight. We, we're, we're cool, but we're not tight. I wish I wish we were tight. It's no, no animosity. It's just like he has a family. Sure. Lives in a different country. Where is everybody? This is very funny to me now, but my father was such an ugly dude, but he was like charming. And uh-huh. so he got in trouble with the law. Uh-huh. So he moved to New Zealand. 
Okay, as one does. So he moved to New Zealand and he was just slanging dick out there. I don't know. And just So he 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 basically slept with a bunch of white New Zealanders? I have a sister who's half Mari, Mari uh Mari, I hope I'm saying it correctly. And a bunch of Latinas and I think one sister, I think. You you've talked to them? You No, just... I try to reach out to them, but my sister who died, she was the one who like, Hey, this is your brother, this right. is your sister, but they're older than me or I don't know. Wow. She doesn't even know where everybody else is at. So you're like a lost comic. Oh, that's so romantic. I like that. Can, can that be my special, The Lost Comic? You can say that. You're just kind of out there. You're just sort of swinging in the breeze with all these siblings that you've never met and kind of you're this sort of only child who's not an only child who's kind of... Yeah, but I have a lot of love to give. So that's the best part. I, I see it every day at jujitsu. You're the nicest <laughs> guy on the mat. Uh, yeah, I always hug you and try to choke you out. It's a lot yeah, of love. Well, you have not managed to choke me out as of yet. Whoa, 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 whoa. When did you choke me out? I could have sworn I choked you out. It's possible you may have choked me out. But I don't like, I'm not a braggadocious dude. But was it like, a long time ago? I believe so, when we were doing a lot of no gi. But it doesn't matter, you know? It like, does matter. It does it? Oh, well, sorry, <laughs> black bell, you know, it's okay. So for those of you listening at home, Quatemoc, Quatemo, yeah. Quatemo Silva is a purple belt at Half Gracie Jiu-Jitsu at my school. And one of the great things about him is that he he's a helper around the school. So he's every time I come in there, you're helping somebody, you're training somebody, you're mm. working with somebody in the corner, you're giving. Yeah. Uh, you are a giving guy. It's nice because I don't go to those fucking schools to give. I go there to fucking train. I don't give a fuck. Really? Why not? I think... Because I give everywhere else in my life. Oh, okay. That and makes I a go lot to jujitsu to take. That's, that's, no, no, no. <laughs> I respect that. I do really respect that. I, you know, I get that. I like, I like teaching every once in a while, walking around and saying, hey, you know, don't sit on your fucking opponent's face with your fucking ass cheeks that's not <laughs> you know mostly i just go there just to, to do my thing and and just excise the demons and mm. and come home feeling good oh okay i didn't know i thought i, I thought you were gonna be a teacher or something fuck no really you don't uh, want to like teach i like to teach but before i was a therapist i was a chess teacher you're a chess teacher yeah i was a chess teacher oh my god let's get a game one of these days like yeah, I, yeah. I used to go to downtown and pow and me and yeah, my younger you brother play, you play there yeah so when i was Seriously? a kid me and my brother my younger brother so it's another story i was also adopted a black family took me in okay so my little brother is black and colombian oh, wow. so we used to go to ch uh, downtown and play chess so yeah. he's like I was probably like 14, he was 12, uh -huh, and uh -huh. he was like a prodigy, man. He was kicking everybody's ass. Was he? Yeah. Wow. And obviously, they didn't know we're brothers. He's black. I'm brown. Sure. I'm like, you guys lost to a little kid? What the fuck? What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> and I cool. put money down, and that's how we made our money. We I started playing chess in elementary school. Would you like beat tourists and stuff? And like Yeah. Money yeah I wasn't that good. Uh -huh. I'm not that good. I just talk shit. That's great. Yeah. I would love to play you. Let's get a game. I'm Absolutely. not the best, but I love playing chess. Well, that's phenomenal. I mean, a lot of jiu-jitsu guys take to chess really, really well, because I think jiu-jitsu is a real mental game. Oh, yeah. For sure, yeah. right? When I do chess, if I play jiu-jitsu, my desire to play chess or vice versa kind of goes away. For me, like I can like do like three hours of jiu-jitsu and then come home and do a bunch of writing or cook or read or whatever but i don't want to play chess mm. if i play a bunch of chess my desire to go to jujitsu is decreased so i feel like they're in my head they're in the same kind of place because it's all strategy you know i get that well also do, are you an only child like no i'm a younger brother oh you're the youngest yeah so you're the smartest one then um with all due respect to my older brother should he be listening he is uh quite brilliant oh okay 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 that's good 
Is he a scientist? Or is he? Yeah, actually, he is. Um, oh, really? Yeah, you he, are related to yeah, Albert he, Einstein, so well, that makes he, sense. Well, yeah, he works at the Academy of Sciences in San Francisco. I believe he's like the head of technological analytics or some fancy name. Um, somebody. <laughs> so it's he's like, a janitor. Okay. It's, no, no. <laughs> it's one of those super coveted jobs that somebody had to die before you get the job. You know? Oh wow! Yeah, and I'm super proud of him. I think. It's yeah, awesome. man, that's cool, man. Anyway, let's get into some more stuff here. I like to think I'm funny. I'm kind of funny. I'm not really funny though. I've always dreamed of doing stand up. I've always wanted, I love to make people laugh, mm-hmm. but I'm not fantastic at it. I'm, I'm okay at it. And I really admire people who have the balls to get up on stage and tell jokes and risk bombing and being ridiculed. And like, the, I think my worst nightmare would be telling a joke on stage and just having silence. Like you'd want this stage to just split open and for you to fall through into it. How did you get the balls to get up and do that, man? Like how okay. old were you? What happened? Whew. Okay, so I grew up in San Francisco. Uh, As did I. But I, we, different, 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 different neighborhoods, different, different yeah, neighborhoods. I grew up Cow Hollow, you know, I had like, you know, a roof. What high school did you go to? I went to uh, ISA, which was really? like Petro Hill. I know where ISA, yeah. yeah I went to Lowell. I went to Lowell. Okay. Yeah. And then I went to Tam High School for two years because ISA was too hood. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I was, it was terrible. It was like I was getting, I got snap of the stun gun in class. People always threatening to beat me up. You know, hey, fat That's pretty white, funny. I hey, think... fat white boy. No, it was not funny. Yeah, it is. I, it was a bad time. And so I left and went to the um, safer school in Marin uh, <laughs> that was in a way a lot worse. Well, you say you went to Mount Tam? Tam. I think Tam. Tupac went there. So that's pretty. He that's, did. Yeah, it's pretty gangster. Yeah. Well, it's only gangster because it was close to the projects and Marin, Marin City projects. Yeah, were pretty, the jungles were yeah. pretty fucking hood. Now they're not so much anymore. I remember those projects. They were not ideal. Did you buy weed there or just? I did not buy weed. You didn't buy like you didn't. Have, like, I didn't actually buy weed until I was in my thirties. Are you serious? I don't really buy weed. How did you, okay, I mean, that's cool. I'm not a drug person. That's okay. I'm more of a food person. Like oh. I, I used to be like 300 pounds. I was a big fat dude. Really? Yeah. Me too. I was 320. That's right. Yeah. I remember you were bigger. Yeah, I was a lot bigger. But yeah. when you met me, I was like 280. Yeah. But in football, I played football. I was 320 pounds. You're strong as fuck. I can tell you, you that. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> rolled with you. Well, I was in special ed, so I got retort strength. So that helps. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I got papers. So anyway, your, your origin story, sir. <laughs> Born and raised in San Francisco. I grew up in Lakeview and also the Mission District. And I grew up in Diamond Heights also. Okay. So I grew up a lot of a lot of black neighborhoods. I was the only brown kid in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But getting into stand-up comedy, this is a really weird story. So me and my friends were, were criminals, real criminals. How One so? Of, stealing cars, robbing people, slapping fat kids around, you know, stun gunning them and all that. But Fuck you. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 32 now. How old were you then? I started robbing people when I was 11 years old. Wow. How would you rob people? Fucking gun, mass, shut the fuck up, give me your money, don't say anything. Wow. Yeah. And I'm not proud of this. We all have a past. No, you don't sound proud of it. No, I'm no, of course not. But at that time, I was broke. Right. I was very broke. So it's funny because when I was a kid, we opened the refrigerator and there's nothing in there. And then mm-hmm. you come back home, open up the fridge, there's nothing there. You're like, well, fuck, I got to eat. Oh. Yeah. It's a different reality. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, I had a lot of friends who were older than me. So I used to go to parties, like 11 years old, 12 years old, going mm-hmm. to like, college parties mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. house parties mm-hmm. so we would just go through the fridge you know steal tvs ipods whatever your finger you know like i said i'm not proud of this toilet we took, <laughs> we took i stole some milk you know so mm-hmm. whatever you know so i can tell you the story now statue of limitations so it's good now so a bunch of my friends we decided to steal some cars mm-hmm. and we we stole two cars we broke into a school vandalism we stole some ipods mac laptops mm-hmm. 
and uh, we split up. I saw a flashlight and I thought it was my friend. Mm-hmm. We'll just give him a fake name, Darnell, right? Hey, Darnell, was that you? Hey, hey, hey. And uh, it wasn't him. It was an officer. And mm-hmm. he kicks the door. He's chasing us. Mm-hmm. And he grabbed one of my friends, Darnell. So I grabbed a garbage can, like the old school metal ones. And I mm-hmm. slammed it over his head. And my friend ran off. We were trying to, you know, try to escape. Officer grabbed me. And he didn't know. I did, I did martial art too when I was young. Uh, I did judo. So I did a hip toss on the officer. You hip tossed a cop? Oh, hell yeah. Well, at first I thought it was a security guard. I was like, nobody cares. How old were you? Uh, I fucked up. I turned 18 when I went to jail. And that's the last time I But you still hip tossed a cop. I didn't get, oh, I thought it was a security guard. That's boss as fuck. Oh, bro. I, I have, you know, no guts, no glory, right? Wow. Yeah. So I hip tossed them. My that's friends. Like six punches on your man card. Oh, thank you. At least. Yeah. Uh, so when my friends got away, the officer pulls out his gun and I thought I was going to die. So I slapped the gun out of the officer's hand. Right. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I have papers. I have, uh, like, I it's weird. You. And uh, he pulls out his taser gun and he shot me and I went to jail. How long were you in jail? Well, I did two weeks and then I bailed out and I was facing vandalism, uh, battery on an officer, Grand Theft Auto, and I was facing 50 years or something like that. They were giving me 50 years or something like that. 50. 50 to 40, 40 to 50 years. So like I said, I was in special ed. So I had the best lawyer in San Francisco. Uh-huh. He's like, hey, man, you're in special ed. I'm like, yeah, get all your teachers. You probably got like two or three because you're dumb. And I was like, all right, cool. And so we got all my teachers and all my friends write letters like, hey, okay. you know, uh, please don't put him to jail. Please. He's a good kid. Mm-hmm. He's a good kid. So we had to go to court. I had a suit on. Mm-hmm. And my lawyer was like, take the suit off. Wear your normal clothes, like hoodies, baggy jeans. Mm-hmm. And I had gold grills. I was just a different kind of person. Mm-hmm. So I put all that stuff on. And there was a Caucasian woman, about like 60 years old. The judge gives her 10 years by selling Vicodin, right? I'm like, God damn it. I'm scared. I looked at my ju- my lawyer. I was like, dude, he gave that white woman six, 10 years. I'm, I'm fucked. I'm indigenous. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't worry. I got you. Mm-hmm. So he goes up to the judge. He's like, your honor. Look at my client. He's a good kid. Look at all these people that are here that they support him. Also, judge, look what my client's wearing. My client's retarded. <laughs> he said like, that? No, he said that. The my word, lawyer said he that. He used that word? Yeah. Yeah. He said, your honor, my client is retarded. Look at him. He's retarded. He's a dum-dum. He's a good kid. Right? This is a long time ago, right? Right. Right. And the judge starts laughing like, hey, he's kind of a little retarded. <laughs> and, I had to, and I had to play it off like, Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's amazing. So, but I still had to do some time because I had to finish some other stuff. So I did some more time. Then when I got out, and it sucks too because I was playing football. I was supposed to go to Hawaii University or Indiana for Wabash. Uh, I lost my scholarship. So when I went time, when I got out, my brother is a comedian, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey man, you're out. Let's go. Uh, I'm gonna go do stand up comedy." I was like, "Cool. I want to laugh. I need. I need a laugh." This is your younger, older. Uh, we're the same age, but his, it's another story. My best friend's dad adopted me when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, so he went to this famous place. It was called the Brainwash. Unfortunately, it shut down because you know right. techies. And so he went to the Brainwash, and he's like, "Hey man, I'm gonna do comedy, but can you do me a favor? I'm, I love my brother." To this day, I love my brother. Right. <clears throat> I was like, what do you want me to do? He's like, can you go up on stage for me and bomb? And, <laughs> and I'm like, what? You know, I'm dumb. I'm like, what's bombing? Right. Like, do you want me to go rob somebody? Like, right, what do you right, mean? Right. It's like, no, you idiot. Just go up on stage and just be bad. Okay. I was like, dude, you're a fucking asshole, right? He's like, oh, I'll just give you some money and I'll buy you some McDonald's. So I'm like, okay, I did it. 
so i went up on stage started making people laugh tell them stories right yeah and uh, after the show people gave me a hug like a bunch of like white guys gave me a hug and i literally got out of jail that day uh -huh. and i was like dude get off of me please sir get off like like you're weird he's right. like oh i'm so sorry man like i just wanted to give you a hug i was like oh okay whatever weirdo and my brothers and my friends were like dude do you know who that was i was like no who was that yo that was a uh, sack galifianakis oh jesus and, I, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? I don't know who that is. It's not fucking, you know, that's not Eddie Murphy. I don't know who that is. Yeah. And then years later, The Hangover came out. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I have nothing else to do with my life. Let me try stand-up comedy. Have you ever sent Zach Galifianakis as a postcard? No, no, no. I think it's kind of weird. I don't, like, I'm not a groupie guy. I'm like, hey, but yeah, I don't but, reach out to people. You reach out to me. I don't know. It's not about being a groupie. It's about being cool. Like, that's cool. But I, I was cool. I, I Look, I was the football jock, chess club, gangster. I, I am cool. You come up to me. You, I did. I, I did contact you. I, 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 I did. You are the cool guy. <laughs> you choked me out. You're like, you're doing my podcast. I'm like, yes, sir. You, well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're definitely uh, cooler than me. Uh, well, we're all cool in our own different ways. Well, man. you're cooler. Like, like if there was like a cool spectrum. I just had a taste of life. Yeah. You probably did something that's so, I don't know, exuberant or whatever, some big word and something, right? Some big word. Yeah, some big word. I've like, done big look, word I didn't things. go to college. I just. Yeah, I went to college a bunch of times. It was ridiculous. Really? Yeah. Oh, well. well yeah. Cool. So I could sit here and talk to you. That, yeah. Well, you have the credentials. I have the credentials to, to talk to a comedian. L my major was hustlenomics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. That, did you write that? That's yeah. Good. Hustlenomics. Yeah, okay. Hustlenomics. That's, that's that. all I got, man. All right. All right. <laughs> I can only shut up and listen and like, yeah. The lost comedian is, does hustlenomics. <laughs> you should be my agent you're jewish right so you can be yeah, I'd be, yeah it'd be perfect <laughs> well i have a network you know like you see this this blue phone i have uh -huh. this is actually issued to me by the israeli government oh and it only has three numbers on it my mother's and um and uh three numbers shit what's the joke i'm gonna cut this. was it the hummus, uh, the, hummus the, factory? Yes, the, the, the a bagel store <laughs> and these the the high council is, oh is on god phone. And <laughs> so if you ever need a favor just let me know every jew is issued one of these at birth are you serious yes i need that it's truth it's the truth i think it's the hispanic high council i think they issue green phones well la high and puto i guess i don't know <laughs> anyway i can't tell if you're laughing with me or at me, but I don't really i'm just happy because i'm happy to be here yeah it's cool all right so anyway so you you hustle nomic mm -hmm. up your way up to the top um so i started doing a lot of shows i did the purple onion uh that was my favorite i've club. heard of that place does yeah. it still exist no unfortunately shut it down wasn't that out like north beach or yeah, yeah 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 and it was cool because it was named after charles bukowski because he had a yeah. the chapter about the purple onion about his balls i guess we share that huh yeah you the purple I, balls well or? no the, no i don't have purple balls oh. but <laughs> jews don't have purple balls but, <laughs> what do you but, guys have <laughs> i don't we can't i can't say but <laughs> it's a secret but what I, i'm saying is like you you, we, you know i work know. for Faircon now so <laughs> okay never mind never mind never mind so anyway so you started doing comedy yes. and then what happened uh it was a grind like i said hustlenomics people didn't like me at first okay because i look like a thug I, like you do kind of look like a thug i know right Still, but I'm a even, with a, even with a suit on you look like a i thug. look great man i would never fuck with you in really that suit. thank oh you oh my god you'd kill me no i wouldn't yes you would well just okay maybe but well you're a black belt so i don't really want to. never mind go okay. ahead so people didn't like me but they laughed they were like, wow, this guy's a, a beast. Like, you're funny. People will come and see me perform. I was a comics comic. What does that mean? Like, the fans will laugh, but not too much. Uh -huh. But all the other comics will laugh at me like, damn, dude, that's some crazy shit you just said. Because people didn't understand what I was saying. What were you saying? 
uh i talked about my life like 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 i was just telling you right now like i was gangster i did this uh-huh. one of my best friends was on the fbi's wanted list like what the fuck like like i look at someone like richard Pryor as like who was the first black comedian to bring like really hardcore gritty black culture to the public mm-hmm. did you feel like you were kind of doing that somewhat but i, I that's a that's a compliment thank you if i was uh-huh. like richard Pryor, i i think i was more like Ooh, I, I will say more like Red Fox because Red Fox will just be the funniest guy in the room, mm-hmm. even on stage. And there was guys like when I was performing at the Purple Onion, I had Ali Wong, so it would be like uh-huh. Ali Wong. Sometimes uh, Dave Chappelle will come in. Oh, really? He'll see me perform, but he really? was just yeah. And then I had to go after those guys, and oh then, wow, and I had to be really fucking funny. Like there was a bit I don't do it anymore, but uh, I used to get naked. Really? Yeah, that's vulnerable. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what comedy is, is basically vulnerability. Yeah, I want you to see my soul. Wow. You would get completely naked? Yeah, but I only did that at a strip club, at uh-huh. a comedy show. We had uh-huh. a, there's a, a comedy, like, I've done weird shows. I've done weddings, strip clubs, I've done a funeral. So how is it that you don't give a fuck as much as you do? Like, how did you, how did you get to a place where you could get on stage and not, and just be comfortable in your skin to be able to do stuff like that? Because <sighs> I'm dumb. You're not dumb okay thank you for saying that but like i'm okay brave i guess i don't even know what the word is it's just like i have nothing to lose and everything to gain is it because you've seen the bottom the what the bottom of life like you you, oh yeah or they say you flew very close to the sun like you've seen the edge of it that is true like i've seen people die right in front of me i've I've seen uh family members turn their backs on me i'm like okay well i want to make people happy how can i make you happy like that's kind of like robert williams like i want people to be happy but sure yeah i just want i just want you to be happy that's amazing it is but sometimes it gets depressing now like oh i want to kill myself but well, it's part, like, of what, part of what makes me a reasonably good therapist i think is that working in addiction is my specialty substance mm-hmm. abuse um you meet a lot of people who end up dying mm. and i'm talking like it's well over a dozen at this point oh, uh, which is not i mean it's not like they were my close friends but like you work in treatment you meet them and then you hear a month later you see some fucking posting on the internet this person you know rest in peace and it's like holy shit mm-hmm. and that includes people who work in the industry because mm-hmm. a lot of people who work in the industry or or uh, addicts so like when a family comes in or somebody comes in you know and they start bitching and moaning i'll say well what would you prefer to send your kid to treatment or pay for a coffin mm-hmm. i don't care because uh, you see death but i feel like the more of that kind of real essence of life that you see the less you give a fuck mm-hmm. and i I'm, i think you give a fuck way less than i do and it's kind of <laughs> impressive. yeah it's true mm-hmm. uh, it, you know like the neighborhood i grew up or a lot of people uh, or just in this country when people die especially in the black and brown community uh-huh. we you see like the hoodies like uh-huh. r.i.p johnny cash r.i.p right whatever right i have like closets filled with hoodies and t-shirts and like chains of like r.i.p sarah r.i.p you know really yeah so mm-hmm. i'm like man all these people died but they never had a taste of life i want to have a taste of life oh it's interesting so yeah. tell me about that about the taste of life that you want i want to travel i want to be love mm-hmm. i want to give love don't get me wrong these people they love but not enough time to like yeah. see a blossom Where do you want to travel to well i i <sighs> africa Mm -hmm. i want to go back to europe uh, columbia anywhere just want to go i want to meet people because human beings are very we're we're so beautiful and there's so many of us i know right (laughs) too much fucking (laughs) stop it yeah i i I even want to go to uh, palestine i want to go to israel i want to go everywhere just to see people i don't care about the politics i mean i do and i don't but it's like i feel like we share this philosophy like i see life as like a massive banquet 
and you're kind of at this banquet and you can try a little of this and you can try a little of that and hey i really like the jello pops i'm gonna eat a lot of those you know like okay bill cosby really jello like, pops like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, that's my bill cosby reference <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, but like no. you know whatever it is and like for instance like i, I picked jujitsu and cooking and writing and podcasting mm-hmm. as my entree like i think theirs are fun and i'm gonna do those but like i have a friend he does murals and then i have you do comedy and mm. you know everyone kind of picks their thing and it's cool it's like it doesn't you don't have to be wildly passionate about it just like hey i like this mm. is that kind of how you feel about the world yeah but with comedy and also with martial art I, I i didn't pick it it picked me tell me about that well like i said with comedy i didn't want to do comedy my my brother was like hey go go up on stage well, what why do you do comedy what it's a it's it feels good tell me about it okay what happens to you you know stage? okay so let's say you're the funny guy or funny person in the room and mm-hmm. you're seeing all these people smiling it's like it's better than drugs it's better than sex okay I, it's kind of hard to explain it's like you i want to change your life mm-hmm. i know you had a bad day i know your mom died i know whatever whatever, whatever. if i can make you smile forget about your pain mm-hmm. it just feels rewarding and this is kind of weird too uh a friend of mine uh, i wrote a list down you know, people have goals mm-hmm. like, hey, I want to lose 10 pounds. Hey, I want to be a black belt in jujitsu. I wrote a, a list down the people that I fucked over. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. When you were a thug? Yes. Okay. And it's been very emotional, but it's been very good. I apologized to four people already and uh, they forgave me. And it's like weight off my chest. Interesting. So I want people to forgive me or mm-hmm. not it's vice versa. You know, I want, I just want people like to be in peace and harmony. And mm-hmm. if I can make you laugh and I, and if you can forgive me about all my past and you can learn from it and you don't make the same mistakes, I think I did my job. Is comedy kind of like you spent all those years at odds with the world and now you're spending all these years trying to get back in harmony with it? Yes. And it's so hard. Wow. It's so hard because now I'm 32. I started fucking, I wasn't a gangbanger. I was just an independent guy. Like I didn't uh-huh. want, I didn't care about colors. Just robbing the people was not a good thing, but it felt so good. Right. But doing comedies feels better. It's like you're doing a good deed. Huh. Like I said, it's so hard to explain. Well, it's healing. It is. You're it's, healing it, people and you're healing yourself. It's a transfer of energy. It is. I don't know what's what's the next journey. That's the thing I'm worried about too. Like, what's next? Why are you you worried about that? (sighs) Because you don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Would you like to know what's going to happen? No. Really? No. Okay. Absolutely not. I think I would want to know. Well, I I or like a sneak peek. Like, like I want to know what like the distant future is going to look like. But as far as the next six months or the next five years, I think that would be that would scare the shit out of me if I knew it was coming. I want to know because I want to be prepared. I would like to challenge that. Challenge it, brother. You, are you spiritual? Yeah. Do you believe in God? I believe there's like, I believe in the sun. I believe sure. in the moon. I mean, there is a power. I don't think it's like a white guy I don't in the sky. I mean, like in the academic sense. Like, a, like is, is, there a, is there a higher power in this world, in this universe? Is yes. There, I believe- is there something else going on? Probably. Probably. That's, yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. So let's say that's what that means. That's yeah. what I mean. Like when people ask me if I believe in God, I say sometimes. <laughs> so I think that you can't prepare for God. You can't prepare for the great mystery. Hmm. And if you do, you're an asshole. If you think you can prepare, it's like living on the beach and preparing for a fucking tsunami. You know, it's like, mm. you don't, I mean, I guess you could. <laughs> you can move out of the town. Move up, like, move town, but like, I just think that that's the whole life is the beach. It's like, you can't, it's almost like hubris in a way. I think if you let go control, you have a better chance of being nimble. It's like if you're in jujitsu, right? Mm-hmm. And you're trying to like anticipate what your opponent's going to do and you get tight. You know how it is when you get tight yeah. and you get rigid and you get fucked. 
and mm-hmm. you you just the person like beasts past your guard or chokes you and but if you when you're when you when you're in the zone and you're loose mm-hmm. i imagine this happens in comedy when you're on stage and you kind of leave the script and you just kind of are present and there mm. you know does that am i right no 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 you you make a lot of sense but like i said i'm my own worst enemy mm-hmm. i think too much i you know if you're thinking you're sinking right okay yeah all right well, let's talk about the material okay. um how do you create jokes what kind of jokes do you tell I, um, I try not to tell jokes. I tell stories. What's the difference between a joke and a story? Like, like the was, one I just told you right now. Like that's like this is personal. Like hey. yeah, but does that make people laugh? Not all the time. So sometimes you just stand up and talk. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's like a TED talk. Sometimes it's like, hey, this is what I went through. Da 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 da. Ta da. So I'm curious. Is that a thing that's happening in comedy where people? Well, don't, that's been going on for years. The like, people like, don't tell jokes. You just get up there and like talk and talk about your life. Well, you're trying to find the funny. Mm-hmm. with these stories okay it might take five minutes may take a one minute make 10 seconds okay okay you you got it's like you're you're a scientist you mix it up all these chemicals like oh okay that, that didn't work oh okay that worked so do a thing for us right now what, what's a story that you Jeez. would tell you go up on stage uh-huh. and i'm putting you on the spot but uh-huh. you're a comedian and i i watched your a lot of your clips and a lot of your clips you're having exchanges with the audience uh-huh. and it's true you don't have a lot of punchlines. i felt like they wanted to be longer uh-huh. whatever they were well that's crowd work crowd work is uh that's a different muscle like okay it's like i have no material so hey how you doing buddy oh cool right like why are you wearing that fucking pink hat with a turtleneck sweater like you in sidebar have you ever seen inside the actress studio with robin williams the interview i have it's been so long i have to rewatch it he does a whole thing where he get he gets a pink scarf from the audience and spends like five to ten minutes riffing on this fucking pink scarf (laughs) no but i gotta watch that dude it's amazing he puts the scarf around his neck and goes I'm not going to justice to this. Like, I'd it's like okay. to welcome you to the first openly gay Jewish shul. And then, <laughs> and then he takes it and like, it pretends he's a car wash and like puts it on his head and it's like a gay Sikh. I mean, it's incredible. He does like 20 jokes in just a few minutes. Yeah, but Robin was a genius and he was just a different type of breed. And he was very lucky because my era, we have like, iPhones, iPads. Right. I mean, he was like, "Well, I have nobody by myself." Right. Even with Jim Carrey, they would just look at the mirror and make like weird faces, like "me, man," smile, smile, you know. But he was really brilliant. Oh, he was so I brilliant. got to meet him a few times. You did too, really? Yeah, randomly in Marin County. What'd you say? Uh, well, I had a few incidences. One was, so there was this cafe in. Uh, downtown fairfax which is a, a hippie town mm-hmm. out there that i used to live in and there was a cafe where a lot of it was a drive-through kind of it was in the middle of a parking lot it was called java hut i think and mm-hmm. you park your car and a lot of the cyclists would ride up mount tam from that parking lot mm. and he would do that and he would come through and I, I think i saw him like five or six times honestly and he would walk up people were like making their orders and he was like yeah i'll take a you know espresso three jack and cokes a flow chart because there was a bunch of women behind that thing and he was out of it he was just out of his mind and he was just constantly making jokes like somebody said running punt and he went punning runt and then what is a punning runt what does that mean and then he went to punning cunt and it was just like what and he was just not non-stop mm-hmm. and like a friend of mine he had my friend had um japanese flower blossoms on his arm mm-hmm. and Robin looked at him and said, you know, when you're 80 years old, those are going to turn to acorns. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like, bam. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's why you're world famous. The other experience I had with him, which is a weird story. So I, I had dreams for about a year and a half of Robin Williams teaching me how to be funny. Oh, And I'm talking like dozens of them. And they were weird dreams. I do dream analysis for my 
therapy thing, but there was two rivers crashing together. He would he would do these weird things where the opposites would smash together. That was a lot of the dreams. It's like his comedy is, I think, are good stories are about worlds colliding, mm-hmm. basically, right? And so those are the kind of the dreams. And then I met him. I would meet him, and I'm like, fuck, this is crazy. I'm like, I'm meeting this guy. I wasn't that funny of a person, but I do think I'm significantly funnier than I used to be, even though I'm not, you know, I'm not Robin Williams, but I'm I've got kind of the gift of gab a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. like to think anyway. So anyway, I ran into him, I, and there was a story in the paper that says local hospital calls 911 and it wasn't the onion it was like a real article and i was looking at it and i said i, I showed him i said did you see this this is like axiomatic in the meaning that you couldn't re- you couldn't compare this joke you couldn't say oh a hospital calling 911 is like bump 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 because mm-hmm. it's the bottom of the barrel it, you can't get any more ridiculous than that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. I said, you know, like I kind of asked him about like the fundamentals of humor. Cause in the, in the dreams, like I figured like, here he is in real life. I can talk to this guy. I said, what's another fundamental joke that's irreducible. And he's like, I'm, and I said, what if, what if it was like a, uh, like a, I said something stupid, like a, what do you think? It's like a blonde working in a, in a sperm bank. And he's like, no, that's, that's not funny. And, and then he said, how about a blonde hooker or something like that and like or i don't know we were just trying to be redundant Mm -hmm. and i'm like no that's not funny and he snaps his fingers and goes hooker working in a sperm bank oh he kind of he kind of fixed it Mm. you know like i don't know what i'm saying he's a mechanic like but he taught me he gave me a lesson in real life Mm -hmm. in humor in that moment and i never had the dreams again wow never had the dreams again you know i seen him perform once at the at the punchline Uh and he's the only comedian that went up on stage without a microphone mm-hmm. and he was just very animated. He was doing cartwheels, jumping on tables. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he was talking about God. He's Cocaine's like, a hell of a drug, bro. Oh man, that proof, I yeah, guess. Poor guy. Well, well yeah. it is what it is. We it all have a crush. Yeah. I, I prefer cocoa leaves, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Just those are like rare human beings that you can like. Yeah. I, like I had the privilege to meet him, shaking his hand. You did you? Yeah. Because yeah. I used to work at the Punchline at Cobb's okay. Comedy Club. He's so nice. He's total. He's like a regular guy. Yeah. Like I heard him kind of mocking other people, saying, "Did you see who that was? <laughs> did you see who that is?" And when he came, he came back from Mexico. He was imitating people from Mexico, like "Oh, see," like he was doing. Like he just, he's just a walking comedy machine, man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just a huge loss. Yeah. Um, anyway, I kind of got off track. We were talking about you writing a bit. Like how, a story. how do you write? Tell me to do do a thing. Okay. Well, tell us, this tell is a, us story, a story, and this is a this is a true story. Okay. Uh, my grandmother had an abortion in, in the '60s, May 13. Right. Um, years later, my mother was born. Then years later, my uncle was born. Then years later, I was born, mm-hmm. and my birthday is uh, May 13. Mm-hmm. So everybody thinks that I'm the reincarnation of my dead uncle, right? What? Yeah, yeah. Who thinks that? Everybody in my family, because my, like I said, my grandma you, had an abortion. Your non-adopted family? No, no. My my grandma, my mother had me. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. real family. Yeah, and because uh, like I said, my grandmother had an abortion. Question. Sorry, in the '60s, but she had it in May 13. Right. And years later, I was born. Okay. So everybody thinks that I'm the reincarnation of my dead uncle. So for every year for my birthday, I wrap around a coat hanger around my neck. Do you really? To remind my grandmother that I'm back. Like, hey, hey, mom. You know what I mean? That's fucked up. <laughs> hey, that's, that's a punchline. Yeah, it is. Don't call it a comeback. Come on now. Like, let's but, get it. Okay, that's that's an awesome story. It's really dark. And <laughs> I appreciate okay. it. Does your, how does your grandmother react to that? Oh, she laughed. She laughs at that. Yeah, my grandma has a great sense of humor. Wow. She talks shit about me. She Where like, do you think you get your sense of humor? I, I will say my mother and my uncle. 
Okay. Uh, no, adoptive mother? No, no, my real mother. My real mother. Okay. We're, we're cool. It's just at that time, my mother was going to school, going to work, no time. Okay. Just, so you've been reunited with most of your... Yeah, 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 yeah. We're cool. We're tight. I mean, there's room for improvement to be a better family, of course, but... Well, with you in it. Um, so so that's kind of a punchline story do you have a story that's more i don't know bigger uh okay you don't have to no 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 no, no, i don't mind i I, when i went to europe uh, i went to paris and uh, after the show uh this i'm not gonna say this lady's race but we'll just say that she's a blonde right Mm -hmm. and she went up to me she's like hey excuse me is it true that you're indigenous and I'm at the bar. I'm like, oh, God, this stupid lady. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, I'm actually half Pueblo and Hopi Indian. And she looked at me. She's like, I am so sorry what my ancestors did to you. Oh, God. Right? And she's like, I'm going to make it up to you. Oh, uh, I want to I wanna fuck you tonight. What? Are you kidding me? No, no. This is in Paris. And I'm like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> and <laughs> Wow. And then I'm like, well, uh, you know, I I was blushing. I was like, oh, and I kicked the floor. I was like, well, that's that's a start. She yeah. she was beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. And like, hear me out. Like, look, like, I'm five nine. This lady was six three. Oh my! So God. I'm holding her hand like up in the air, like hey. like a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're dancing. I can't even slap her ass. I'm slapping her calves. Like <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. And uh, she's like, let's go to your place. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Just don't bring your blankets, right? Just you know, stupid jokes. Like I said, she's six three. I'm five nine. We couldn't even sixty nine each. Other. I'm like licking her belly button. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, dude. She that- called me her little koala because oh. I was tiny. You know, I'm climbing up her, like, eh, eh, eh. right? Wow. Yeah. See, oh. that's also a punchline. Yeah. That's yeah. really funny. Thank you. That's a and funny it's true. fucking story, it's, dude. It's true. I'd rather tell you my stories. Like, I don't want to say, hey, knock, knock, two Jews walking a bar. No, I'm not that kind of guy. You I know, like those jokes. I love any do, type of humor. Do you know that joke where the, a nun and a Jew and a priest walk into a bar? No. The bartender says, what is this, a joke? Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Please. <laughs> Sorry, bro. What was that one joke? How come there's no Irish uh, lawyers? Because mm. they couldn't pass the bar? Couldn't pass the because they, they're alcoholics, they can't pass the bar exam. Because oh, the bar. Yeah. Sorry, oh. maybe I didn't deliver it right. See, he's a okay. It's a bad joke for a bad joke. How about that? <laughs> okay, I, I get it. Is there a joke you wish you'd never told? <sighs> no, no, because I have no regrets about my material. I can see if that. There's people who don't like it, and there's have been people come up to me like I didn't yeah. appreciate that. I'm like, well, look, go go fucking write a blog. How often I, does that happen? This only happened like twice. How did you handle it? First time I was at a wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy was like, "Hey, I didn't appreciate that." And I was like, "Okay, are you are we done?" Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to get paid, dude. Fuck you. Yeah. And a woman. Okay, it was in Santa Cruz. Like I said, I'm indigenous. I'm half Latino indigenous, so mm-hmm. I'm making fun of my culture. I have the right to make fun of you. Do me. yeah, I can make fun of anybody. And like I said, I was in special ed. I have nothing to lose. You know, mm-hmm. the more you laugh, I get a piece of my land back. How about that? Let's do that. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and I was making fun of my my people, uh-huh. and she looked at me. She's like, "You can't talk about that." And she was a, a blonde woman. I was like, ma'am, what are you talking about? She's like, you can't make fun of indigenous people. I'm like, I am indigenous. I can do this. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. I was like, see, see white people trying to take over. What the fuck's wrong with She's you? She's trying to colonize your yeah, mind. Yeah, she was. And then like, I controlled the crowd. Yeah. And I was like, hey, y'all, on the count of three, we're going to boo this bitch. Ready? One, two, three, boo. People were throwing popcorn at her. Really? Yeah. And did she leave? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. She wanted a refund. We're like, no, no, it's a donation to my people. <laughs> I would have I I given a refund just to get the fuck out of the building. <laughs> what is it about 
because I've recently sort of stepped into my, like I've always kind of felt I wasn't Jewish, but I look Jewish. I honestly behave like a Jew. I'm neurotic like a Jew. I'm a fucking Jew. And I've kind of stepped into it, even though my father's Jewish, which means technically I'm not Jewish. Because it used to be that I felt like, oh, I'm not accepted by the Jews. And then I get all the anti-Semitism. So I'm kind of fucked both ways. So I switched it. And now I kind of embrace the fact that I'm Jewish and I get to tell all these anti-Semitic jokes, <laughs> yeah, you know, and kind of make fun of my people and say that I have a people and feel like I have a people. And when people get anti-Semitic, I was like, yeah, it's true. Jews are kind of like that. And I kind of one up them. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I, I would still beat up a Nazi, but that's a different deal. Good, good, good. Good, you should. <laughs> yeah. When I, when I went to Columbia, mm -hmm. there was a bunch of Nazis and uh, I don't, it's not funny, but this is this true story. We're in Colombia and it's like Carnival mm -hmm. and uh, people are like, hey, Vivo Colombia. Hey. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, Colombia. So awesome. This guy mm. took off his shirt. He had like swastika oh, Hitler. He's like, hi Hitler in Spanish though. Like I was like, God damn. damn. You guys are everywhere. What the yeah, fuck? That's you know? weird. Anyway, what is it about being part of the group that gives you license? It's like black folks are able to use the N-word with impunity. Like, you know that Chappelle joke? Which one? Uh, he has a so, lot of so <laughs> my favorite joke in the world mm -hmm. is one that was told by by Chappelle, which I will not do justice to. But okay. he basically gets called down by the censors and says, Look, you can't can't use the word fag mm. on TV. And he goes, hmm, just one question. So why am I able to use the, and he says, the N-word, I can't say it because I'll Nutella. Die. Yeah, we'll just say Nutella. Nutella. Why can I say Nutella? Nutella, please. Am I still going to get fucked for this? No, 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 no. You no. promise? I promise. You give me a pass? I, I'm not black. <laughs> I only got 1% of me. But, okay. Uh, All right, so <laughs> with impunity, but I cannot say the word faggot. Mm. And she says, well, David, because you are not gay. And he mm. goes, oh, well, I'm not Nutella either. Like, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, and just like, it's, it's the most amazing joke. You know, like Matt Man's a genius. Oh, yeah. He, he's, a genius. he's our Richard Pryor. He is. He is. I firmly believe that. He goes to the edge and right just a little bit past it. Anyway, so my question is, what is it about if you're from that group that you're able to tell jokes about your people, why do we get a pass? So why does one get a pass? Like, well, sometimes you don't even get a pass from your own people because they're like, "Hey, man, why are you making fun of us?" Because mm -hmm. it's funny. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I'm here for. I get a pass because, you know, I was thinking about that. Like, why do I get a pass? I get a pass because I live it. I am it. Mm -hmm. uh, how are you gonna tell me? And if you don't like it, that's okay. There's, it's like ice cream there's 31 flavors out there you're gonna find someone you like if you don't mm -hmm. like me that's cool right and also with comedy there's uh three thought patterns like let's say i have a bit right uh such and such punchline okay that wasn't funny such and such and such uh it's getting better such and such and such and such wow that's perfect let's mm -hmm. say that mm -hmm. if it's so funny people are not gonna be so ignorant like oh he gets a pass that was so fucking funny mm -hmm. yeah, that's how i get a pass if mm -hmm. i make fun of my own people or anybody else mm -hmm. you know it doesn't matter if you're black white jewish mm -hmm. a, a bino midget who cares mm -hmm. right I have a pass because I'm a comedian, but I feel bad for white comics. Tell me why. Oh, you, you can't say anything. <laughs> Though I've seen white comics who do. They, they do, but uh, I can't. I can't remember this comic's name. Um, but he will say Nutella, Jews, whatever. Right. Right? He'll get his ass beat. He will after a show. He'll get his ass beat. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. But. It was so funny for me and all my other Nutella friends. We're like, that's so funny. Have you seen that song that's been going around? It's called Give an N-Word a Break. No. It's, he says the word like, give Nutella a break. And he's singing as a white guy. Mm. And it, there's something so heartfelt about it that it's like there's all these comments from all these black people saying this guy gets a pass. Oof. Well, I don't know. It's crazy. I have to listen to the song. But like I said, I'm, I, I'll, I, I'll I, I, I stand by my Nutellas. Uh, <laughs> 
Am I going to get canceled? No, I don't think we're going to get canceled. Okay. I mean, you might not, but I might. Cause I'm, I don't think so. I'm a professional therapist. Well, then don't, don't post this video. <laughs> no, I'm posting this. I'm posting the whole thing. Just cut it. Like, I'm cut, not cutting cut, anything. Cut. This is too good. I'm only trying to cut my weight. We're not going to cut this podcast. How much weight do you want to cut? Uh, I want to get to 180. How much do you now? I have to get on the scale, but I think I'm 210. Mm-hmm. The lightest I've been was 190. But that's when I was competing. You know what's really amazing about weight loss is your jiu-jitsu gets so much better. Yeah, yes and no for me. Really? I'm so used to my my heaviness. But I get so much more flexible and bendable and I can do many all these different moves and shit. Well, I do high yoga, so that like I'm pretty flexible for my size. I'm not like a tent planet guy. I can't you do, do yoga. Like, yeah, I love yoga. Really? I love hot yoga. Oh. I, I I've done this now. It's been like couple months i'll take a month off from jujitsu and do a whole month of yoga and then switch go back and forth can i say something go for it yeah. mildly and politically incorrect? Look, i don't, I don't think i've ever seen a brown person in yoga before are you sh- come on dude. <laughs> look at bikram <laughs> what are you talking about well bikram? he's not a good guy but still. he's an asshole <laughs> well there's a lot of you know i just i think i did i did uh yoga in marina in the marina well that's why you're yeah, at the fuck you're, you're at, at the, the wrong place. place yeah you're at the wrong there's no flavor at your yoga studio yeah. i need to well I, I quit that studio oh well come come to mine where's yours dc where's that daily city oh daily city yeah Oh, you live in Daly City? No, no, no. But I just like it there because it's parking. Parking's good. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> That's why I was late to this podcast. Like, where's the parking? For? That's a good reason. <laughs> um, what do you think the function of comedy is? The functional? What's it for? What's it for? Yeah. <sighs> what does it do for the world or for, for the people? Besides forgetting your pain, mm-hmm. it's just admitting like, hey, I did this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ta-da. Do you think it helps the world see itself? Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're humans. We're dummies. Yeah. We're all dummies. I don't know. Like I like to laugh at myself. That's uh-huh. why I look at my le- between my legs. I laugh at my my dick. I'm like, I have this. <laughs> this is so stupid. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I'm, okay. Whatever the universe gives me, I take it. <laughs> all right. All right. Then I mean, it's better than the alternative, right? <laughs> right? Who knows? Right? Okay. Uh, it's just it's healing. Here's another. Here's a sort of a, another question. Like yes. a, a lot of comedians, like their darkness comes out. Another one of my favorite jokes ever is when Richard Pryor is on stage. He's in a wheelchair, <laughs> and he's got I think it was MS. He mm-hmm. could barely move. I don't know what was one of those diseases where you your yeah, body just can fall apart. Yeah. Right? And he's he's got a martini in his hand, like a frosted <laughs> martini. He goes, "Hello, my name is Richard Pryor, and I'm a, I'm an alcoholic." And he takes a sip, and I think that was from his album "I Ain't Dead Yet." Mm-hmm. And it, that's like, you know, the Alcoholics Anonymous, hi, so-and-so, I'm an alcoholic. And anyway, so and that was his darkness was, you know, crack addiction and, and just really substance abuse. And then you had Bill Cosby, of course, who turned out to be a sociopathic rapist. And then you have, you know, Lucy C.K. and his, that incredibly weird shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, who else got fucked up? Um, Roseanne's fucked up. What was it? She baked some cookies and they were like Hitler cookies. What? Yeah. And oh Jesus! But it was so funny because like people were making fun of the cookies, like this bitch can't bake, <laughs> right? Because the then, cookies were all messed up, it looked like a ghost out of a like. A who's the other one? All so, comics are all messed up. Well, but they get out and they get canceled, and it's like there's all this darkness. I feel like comedians they do comedy to keep their own darkness at bay, and sometimes the darkness wins. There's a lot of guys who commit and ladies who commit suicide because and they're comedians and they mm-hmm. make people laugh. And mm-hmm. I met a lot of people who committed suicide and they're mm-hmm. comedians. And I'm like, yo, you're so funny. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? For me, I just want to be loved. I just need someone to give me a hug. Yeah, it's so it's the simplest little thing ever. Like I like do you your dog. Like, do you feel the darkness creeping in sometimes? Oh, all the time. And what do you? What is that like for you? I am very blessed that the family, the man who took me in, was a black man, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Hey, you're gonna have to be tough." Mm-hmm. And I had a man's man. Mm-hmm. Not only, hey, Johnny, it's gonna be okay. No, mm-hmm. it's not. How are you gonna overcome this? What's the cure? What's mm-hmm. the solution? Okay. Mm-hmm. 
do mm-hmm. it then you do it mm-hmm. yeah you're gonna fail get up mm-hmm. get up get up get up and also my ancestors went through way worse i think i'll right. be okay and no, people don't have my mindset no i am a winner it shall be done if i'm sad and i'm in the darkness sometimes it, it does win I, I have to sleep it off yeah that's the only way i have to do jujitsu i have to do comedy or i have to sleep it off that's how i cope with it some people eat some people do drugs some people mm-hmm. drink it, it hurts me because i have a lot of friends who are very funny very brilliant i have a, a guy who's has four master's degree he does stand-up comedy but he's so depressed he has money family i'm like dude i will trade places with you right now you got a beautiful wife kids this and that and i learned this this year the more you want the more you're gonna suffer well that's like the i think it's the buddha detachment yeah like detachment causes suffering yeah and i have a lot of friends who are famous i'm not gonna name them but why not uh you know it's their business and uh you could just tell who's gonna be famous and mm-hmm. they're not gonna like it do you think you're gonna be famous i think i'm gonna be like more like uh, like paul mooney I don't know you don't know who paul mooney is i've heard the name but i don't not familiar paul mooney wrote for rich okay wrote for a bunch of other comics millionaire Okay. A lot of people know who he is, especially in the, the black community and the brown community. They, we love Paul Mooney. There's some things I don't like about Paul Mooney, but I love him because he was so funny. It, it's kind of funny. You know, like the villain. Like, I feel like I'm a villain. Like, you hate the villain, but you love him. Right. Like, God damn, he said that? Oh my God. Okay. I wish I could say that, but right. it was so awful. Right. But that's, I, I, maybe, maybe I might be famous. I'm not looking for that. No. What are it, you looking for? Uh, I'm still searching for that answer because I thought I wanted to be famous. I, I want to be wealthy. I want to take care of my family uh, by telling my stories, go on mm-hmm. tour. And I've done it. Mm-hmm. I've done the Chase Center and I bombed. I was like, oh, shit. There's a lot of responsibility. What's it like to bomb? Oof. Oof. Um, it hurts. It hurts a lot. But you learn from it. That's the best part. What do you learn? Uh, Maybe I shouldn't say that. Or maybe I should have delivered it different. Or um, just... You start all over in the drawing board. Okay, let me see how can I say this better? Or mm-hmm. maybe I should have read the crowd because mm-hmm. this is a mixed crowd or this is a uh, white crowd. Maybe they can't relate to me or this is whatever kind of crowd. I have to read the room. I didn't read the room when I first started out doing a stand-up comedy. I was just tell about crazy stories. Mm-hmm. And, but bombing just sucks, dude. I remember the first time I bombed, I bombed at SF State oh, really? for the college students. How do you know when you're bombing? Nobody's laughing. People are walking. People are leaving. People are talking. Ouch. First, when I started doing comedy, like the first shows I did, the like five shows I was killing. Ah, applause, applause, applause. Mm-hmm. SF State, they're like, <sighs> when you hear <sighs> that sound, you're like, oof. oof. It's like a date when you ask a girl out and you're like, hey, would you like to go out with me? Nah. What was uh, the, I'm not dating anybody right now. I'm not, I don't want to do relationships. I'm just focusing on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like that. I'm like, so what, what do you think was different about the shows that caused it to bomb? Was it a different audience or was it, were they different jokes, different stories? Uh, no, the stories were the same. It just, maybe my delivery wasn't right. I mm-hmm. think it's just, some people just, just didn't like me. Mm-hmm. Not, not because I, I wasn't, I was just, I wasn't funny. Right. We have our off days. Yeah. You know? Okay. like going to the gym like oh i'm on fire and then what do you I, think makes you on what makes a comedian what makes it work when are you in the zone how does that happen how does it happen for me it's just i wouldn't even want to say luck well i've been doing this for almost 12 years so i st- i'm still trying to figure it out i have i'm too i'm not even cocky i'm more mm-hmm. comfortable mm-hmm. i'm very comfortable i know what's gonna work i can read the room the body language is there they want to laugh mm-hmm. if they don't want to laugh i'm gonna find a way to make them laugh i don't mm-hmm. care if i have to get off stage and tickle you i'm gonna find sure. a way to make you laugh and i have nothing to lose back then i was like oh my ego oh my god i gotta make them laugh so my old therapist said that laughter was a form of public crying it is why do you think that 
I used to say this a lot on a stage. Like I would make people laugh. Like, hey, everybody, thank you so much. <laughs> God, I'm so lonely. And people will laugh like, ah, he's so lonely. But mm. I'm serious. I'm lonely. Can someone give me a hug? Right. Like, I don't know. It's just the awkwardness too. Like, what? Like, what'd you say? Like, really? I feel like laughter also expresses the inexpressible. Like he also described laughter as like a mini nervous breakdown. Like you, it is. It's like you're sort of losing your shit in the moment a little bit because your brain is short circuiting. It is. It's very, you're being vulnerable. Like I said, I want right. you to see my soul. I want you to see my heart. Yeah. It's, it's when Chappelle gets up and he tells that joke from earlier and mm -hmm. you see like, you know, the white people in the audience who are laughing and they're also feeling self-conscious about laughing because they're like, you know, I'm laughing at, at pain at pain right because it's awkward like uh what the heck is going on like right. oh god you know right. and mm. that's why we need comedy mm -hmm. comedy is going to be here forever it's never yeah. even even when the the market goes down right. uh, but he's broke we're gonna go to a comedy i show. don't think artificial intelligence is ever gonna i think that will get humor you think so? I think so. Do you think it'll ever be able to create jokes? I don't know. So I want to ask you a little bit about surviving as a comedian. So you work as a manager. I'm part of this group and we have shows Monday through Sunday, different venues. Sometimes I talk to the owners. I have to book the comics. I have to be the security guard. I have to run the show. I really? have to do lights, the sounds, uh, lights, oh, camera, wow. action, uh, the lineup. This guy's going up first. Who's right. the host? Who's the next lady? Who's this? Who's going to be the headliner? Right. And you have to deal with different egos like oh well i have more credits than this guy that's great that's right. awesome but this room is filled with these type of people i don't think you will be the headliner we can try it out but it's not going to work like that it's like having a good playlist and do you usually perform in those shows all the time i'm the headliner because i have to be the headliner because like i said i'm running all the other shows mm -hmm. and then i'm like okay i can't go up first because i got to deal with a customer i got to deal with the owner and then i have to deal about my personal shit. yeah so you don't get paid for performing per se you get paid for managing these shows <sighs> A little bit, a little bit of cash. I get paid for more for comedy. You get paid more for doing a show. Yes. I don't make that much money. I, I am a broke comic. I mean, mm. that's the best part. If I become a wealthy comic, I think I won't be that funny anymore. Why do you think that? Well, think about all the other comics who are like on Netflix or on HBO. I mean, it's rare. Like George Carlin like came out with like, what, 10 specials? I forgot how many specials, right? The new generation comics, they'll have one or two specials and they just don't come back. They might go on tour and make that's how they make their money, but they have so much money. Oh, I got a private jet. Well, I got, oh, I got what this and that. Blah, blah, blah. I made my money. Yeah, so I made my money. you think that would happen to you? You think there'd be some sort of switch in your brain of like, oh, I got my million dollars. I'm going to check out. <sighs> I don't know. I had money in my time, like when I was robbing people, <laughs> but I still felt broke. <laughs> so right. I don't know. I don't really don't know if I get a lot of money. And that's not even the goal. I never thought about that too when I started doing stand-up. I was just doing it because mm -hmm. it kept me out of jail. You married? No. Girlfriend? No. Kids? No. You want kids? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's hard to find a woman that will understand my lifestyle. Yeah. And I have met some beautiful women. I've had long relationships. I had good and bad and ugly relationships like everybody else. True. But it's just, it's kind of hard. Right. You know, because they're like some women want their men to be at home all the time. And because your hours are basically like 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. Something right? like that. Yeah. Come home at, <laughs> at, uh, <laughs> three in the morning four in the morning right and then you got to hop on a flight to go somewhere or go drive somewhere you got to uh, go to sacramento and come back and then uh, some women understand it how long have you been doing comedy almost 12 years i've heard that if you can hang in for 10 years you'll make it is that a, is that a thing i've heard someone said that is i don't know yes know? and no yes and no. there's some comics who are delusional and they think they're funny yeah <laughs> i've heard that like some comics will repeat the same jokes their whole career is yeah that true yeah i don't want to be that guy yeah because like i said i want to have a taste of life i want to relate to everybody right we all laugh we all cry we all love 
chocolate. If, if you're allergic, then too bad. Like you suck. God doesn't love you. I don't like chocolate. You don't like chocolate? No. Oh, God. What about if it's hummus chocolate? Hummus chocolate? Yo, you Ugh. never seen that hummus chocolate? What the fuck are you even talking about? Yeah, I saw hummus. this in... Co- I went to Costco and they had hummus chocolate. Hummus chocolate? Yeah, look it up. Fuck that shit. Well, I know that, but, you know, I'm trying to relate because you're Jewish. I thought you guys like hummus. So. Mm, well, I don't know. We like... um I eat bacon, so I'm a bad. Do I'm you? A, I'm a bad non-Jew. <laughs> bad How do you like Jew. your bacon? Cru- uh, like well done or like extra crispy? I like it crispy. Really? Ish. Like I make like like I got a donut. I got an apple fritter donut from Bob's, and I made a bacon and cheese sandwich out of it. God damn, that sounds good. Yeah, it was really good. God I could damn. only eat like half of it. I you need a milkshake to go down with that son of a bitch. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You like food too, huh? Oh man, that's my that's crack. So food is your substance? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 good and it's bad. What what's your favorite food? Ooh, pizza. I pizza. Love pizza. Pesto with sausage. Is there a place in the city you like to go for pizza? Oh, all the pizza shops that I, I I used to go to, they're not the same anymore. Different owners. Mm-hmm. Uh or some of them shut down. Have you been to Little Star of the Street? No, no. I'm I don't come to this side of the neighborhood. Do you like Chicago pizza? Like deep dish pizza? Oh yeah, I love that well, shit. That's what Little Star is. Is it? It's pretty good. How yeah. many stars does it have? I don't know how many stars. Huh. Six. Okay. It's a little star. Or They're something. little though, so they don't <laughs> count. <laughs> Is it a shooting star? Or a little star? <laughs> Sorry, I'm so stupid like that. Like you're the antithesis of stupid, my friend. Thank you. you appreciate me. Remember me. <laughs> yeah, I do remember you. Um, so you're in the grind. Do you feel like you could ever burn out? Like, do you want to? Yes, I have burned out. Tell me about that. Uh, well, when you're running everything, mm-hmm. and I'm not even the main guy who runs the whole show, I'm just like like a lieutenant, you know? Right. And I'm like, yo, I'm burned out. Even when I go on vacation. I I try to do gigs what happens when you burn out what does it look like i more have like the fuck you face like get the fuck out of my face do you like go like hide in your room for, like- no 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 no. i just go to the gym i'll eat <laughs> a okay. lot of chocolate okay but when i burn out man it's it's like i need i need the sun you need the sun i need i need nature where do you go the beach okay go to the beach sometimes i go to ocean beach or fort funston and i get in that cold ass water how often does that happen well that happened four months ago and that's when i went decided to go to europe just to get away from the u.s and have a different taste of the world and not worrying about running the show and just worrying about my material worrying about my life worrying about my love life not talking about relationship with a woman but like i want to love life again how do i do that so Mm -hmm. i have to go somewhere we have other guys who run the show so i'll give them the position like hey you run this show this whole month i I can't do it i need a break but i'm broke so i need to do this type of work for now yeah pretty soon i'm gonna like stop doing this and just do stand-up full-time like i do stand-up full-time but not worrying about the venues and this and this and that how does the payment structure work for a comedian <sighs> so if, if you're like famous like i got a lot of guys who are famous and girls they rent out a venue say i want to charge tickets 30 bucks or 50 bucks i get the door deal you get the drinks or hey we go 50 50. i don't want to go 50 50 because you didn't write this material yeah i know your club is very famous but who cares i don't uh-huh. need you Especially in the black and brown community, we don't get appreciated like with bigger venues. And really, I mean, if you're famous and you know, like, let's say, hey, but is there a lot of racism in? in oh, your of course. Especially, I don't know anything about. Especially that. in San Francisco. Can you explain that to me? Describe <sighs> it to me, because I, I don't. I'm not saying there isn't. I just, I've n- no, no. never heard of this. So, especially in San Francisco, San Francisco is very sneaky racist. We all, some people don't know about. It. It's very sneaky. Like, hey, do you need help finding your seat, sir? I'm like, bitch, I'm VIP here. What are you talking about? Uh, you see that flyer? That's me. Without me, you're not getting paid. Interesting. Oh, yeah. And the comedy scene, you, there's different kind of groups. It's very clicky. Like you have the black and brown people who are very funny, 
Right. But when they do a white club, they destroy the white clubs in a good way. Like, whoa. And then you get some of these white comics, mostly white women, mm-hmm. who get mad. Like, why is he funnier than me? I'm like, because really? he is. Oh, yeah. They get mad? They get jealous. What do they say? You could just see it. And they don't book you. Oh, wow. Or they talk shit behind your back, which is okay. I don't give a fuck. And then you have certain black and brown comics who sell out. Like, hey, guys, I just found out I'm half white. So my credit went up. Eh, and you're trying to please the white people. I'm like, bro, just be funny. Right. You don't have to be a coon. That's astonishing to me because I feel like the big time comedians, they just put it all out there. But you're saying that behind the scenes, it's pretty insidious. It is. Let's just say Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy can go anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say a comic from San Francisco who's very well known, who's black and funny, and he destroys all the rooms. Mm-hmm. He won't get his respect. He has the number. To, to back him up he has the fan base to back him up mm-hmm. but certain clubs will not book him fascinating yeah get in where you fit in that's huh. why the black and brown community most of the black folks created the the chitlin circuit <laughs> you never heard of the chitlin circuit no i, I love the chitlin circuit what's the chitlin circuit so the chitlin circuit is like you have your own venue who's owned by a black person let's say a bar right this black person owns this bar i'm gonna do comedy and support this black business i have my comedy it's killing right. he's making money but if i want to go to the white clubs they're not gonna like uh we don't want to deal with your type of fans. What do you mean my fans? My fans are global. I have blacks, whites, Asians, gays. We don't want to deal with your types of fuck. Fuck you. Yeah. It's very sad. Wow. So, and also there's a curse for comedians. If you stay in your hometown, you're not going to grow. You need to leave. So the Chitlin circuit is like, you got to find other clubs that are just friendly to your yeah. stuff. Funny is funny. Right. Yeah, it, I agree. Funny is funny. It's like the love is love thing. You know, it is. It doesn't fucking matter. Tell a good joke. Make people yeah, laugh. Yeah, tell me a story. Tell me this. How can I change my life? Uh, it's just a lot of people are very myopic. And also when it comes to money, mm-hmm. business is business. The comedy business is no joke. It's about the money. That's the part I don't care. Yeah, if it's about the money, why wouldn't they look past the racism and say, okay, well, this guy is fucking funny. He can make us money. What do they care? What are they worried about? Are they worried about a bunch of, bunch of like Hispanics showing up and tearing up the place because they're Hispanic? I mean, what's Probably. going on? It's yeah. People think that racism is going to go anywhere. It's not. It's it's here forever, baby. You know. It's like right. I wanted to go, but hey, I, it is what it is. I can't. I don't have control. Mm-hmm. I have no control of that. So, like I said, you get in where you fit in. I do the Chitlin circuit. Of course, I want to do the bigger clubs or the famous clubs. But if you're not going to give me love, mm-hmm. why? Why? Okay, that's why. Well, then it wasn't meant to be. And then when you become bigger and famous, then you rented out the building and then you. Can, and then so do the can. larger like are you? You said you're friends with Ali Wong and yes, she seems like such an amazing human being. Does she look out for people like you? And no, like, no, no, because she has a life. Well, I don't want to reach out to people like that. Really. No. Why not? Because they got bills to pay. They got I, I get that. But like, aren't you trying to get ahead? Aren't you trying to like- I want to earn it. But okay. I respect that. Believe me, I do. But you know, it takes a village. Comics are, they're selfish. Not all, but a lot of them are very selfish. Okay. That's why I like the older comics. The older comics want to give you the knowledge. They want you to become funnier. They want you to become famous. They want you to be the best you can be. The newer comics don't want you to do that. And me and Ali Wong, we're cool, but we're not like tight. We're not, we're not like, hey, chum. I saw Steve Martin talking about that. He's like, there's room for you if you want to be a comic and there's space you know? of course there's always space there's always stage time for somebody it just are you willing to duke this out what does it take to make it then being different unique genuine um, up to date are you growing a fan base a little bit a little I, bit? you know it was yes, yesterday i went to costco and i had a hoodie on mm-hmm. and a baseball cat and some glasses and someone recognized me they're like hey you're that comedian and i'm like oh shit thanks that's cool what do you think you need to do to grow uh oof right time right place well i'm doing the right steps social media mm-hmm. and just having fun 
That's the best part. If I'm not having fun, I'm not going to blow up. If I'm having fun and people are enjoying the great time I'm giving them, the energy, mm -hmm. something's going to happen. Because I believe. I have to. I Did believe. you ever think about, this is a half-baked idea. Are you ready for it? Go for it. Doing like a comedy night for jujitsu people. I thought about that. You know, that's funny. I just saw Kurt uh, two Kurt. weeks ago. Oh, Kurt. And he's like, hey, I want to do comedy. I'm like, hell yeah, Kurt. I'm well, take he's pretty up. funny. How are his hips? Can he walk? So I went down there to go visit him. And he was teaching full mount to a triangle. Oh, really? And I can't do that. So he can move. Yeah, he's moving his hips. But you might hear, ah. <laughs> okay, it. but he's moving. Yeah. Okay. He wants ahead. to do comedy. I want to do something with him, but I want him to heal first. The hips. Let the hips. Yeah, because I've always think of like jokes. Like, you know that guy, Seiji, that guy that does the cartoons on the whiteboard? Oh, uh, Seiji. Seiji. So yeah, I Seiji. love Seiji. That's my brother. I mean, his cartoons are really funny. I always have suggestions for him, which are stupid. But one of them was like the old old man jujitsu school where, mm -hmm. um, you know, there'd be like a bunch of tape in the corner and like wheelchair and like for like you know guys over 40 tape everywhere who still do jiu-jitsu you know like i just there's so many jokes mm -hmm. that i want to tell the world about jiu-jitsu but only like, very few people understand them i just think it would be kind of neat I, I actually want to do that and i think and any, we would all go i i want to do it but i i need to find the venue why uh, don't you do it at house <sighs> i'll think about that that'd why be cool not? that'd be cool it's plenty of space but i want people to have well okay i like a comedy club okay i, I get that but maybe if we build a stage or but, something but bro but bro you gotta be flexible man. i am flexible like, do something new like like on a saturday after everybody trains like come down and train and there's a comedy show afterwards okay that'd be kind of cool i'll be down for that listen man i think oh, mm -hmm. that if you organized a show down at house i'm sure half the school would be there and half the fucking jiu-jitsu players in the fucking city of san francisco would be there okay I'll, look, I'll talk to Half about that. <laughs> hey, 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 but look at how many people show up to those promotions and stuff. <laughs> Hundreds of people fit in that place. I don't know, man. No, no, no. I like the creativity because I was talking to a friend of mine, like, how can you be different? And I told him stories like, hey, I did comedy at a wedding. I've done a funeral. And think about the audience engagement piece. Like, mm. you know, you could pick on people, certain people in the audience who mm. you've choked or have choked you or whatever. Mm. I mean, it would just be like, there'd be so much there and it'd be so fun. Make some noise even like Nogi. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like I, i'll be down I'll, I'll i'll talk to health how about this uh, we'll come up with a name a name for what for the show like hey jiu-jitsu comedy i don't know uh you want to work on your stand-up game i don't know oh that's good yeah. that's funny you think so yeah your stand-up game <laughs> only a jiu-jitsu guy would understand that so for those of you listening at home jiu-jitsu players we notoriously we start sitting down or on our knees which is a little ridiculous because the idea of jiu-jitsu is that the fight starts on the feet and goes to the ground so you really have to know how to get people to the ground and judo people start on their feet why shouldn't we mm -hmm. and so a lot of jiu-jitsu guys their stand-up game is lacking mm -hmm. myself included and stand up get it stand up mm. that's funny dude okay let's uh let's get a flyer and uh i'm actually really down for this because i wanted kurt to do this but i have to take him to the open mics first to see what he's gonna Just say i'm surprised you haven't had kurt here on this podcast huh? i've tried really yeah he always says yes and then he doesn't i don't think he wants to come to the city and he doesn't i think i i hate to say it i love the man but i don't think i'm famous enough <laughs>
Because <laughs> he, he like he'll he'll appear on that other guy's podcast. Oh yeah yeah yeah, I which forgot. is great. Yeah, I you forgot know, his name. He's a sweetheart. Though. I he's great. His podcasts are fantastic. What is it called? BJ Grappler's Quest, maybe something like something. something. Very good. They're good interviews. They're really funny. I mean, I told Kurt, look, I'll bring all my equipment over. Like, but he just doesn't have any follow through. And I think it's possible. Also, I was very present for his darker shit that went down. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he feels uncomfortable around me. Um, I don't know. Um, well, give it time to heal. Yeah, that's the best thing you can do. Is just give it time. Time is always the winner. Yeah, it is. Time it is. is the winner. Man. It sure is, man. Yeah, you, I can't go out in the streets and go rob somebody now. Now I'm 32 years old. I'm like <laughs> shit, man. You kind of grew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes it does come back. Like people who drink alcohol. Like I haven't drank in 10 years, but if mm-hmm. I see someone drinking whiskey, fuck that smell gets my yeah. my wiener hard. Right. So how was it to come in today and have this conversation? It was organic. Yeah, it's been nice. Yeah, it was good. Honestly, I think I'm going to do... I always, I always say this, that I'm not going to edit this, but I am going to edit probably 10% of this. That's cool. You know, because Joe Rogan, even though I kind of can't stand him... I'm really? Cool. Well, he's cool, but he That's I okay. kinda, he puts out a lot of misinformation without checking his shit, and he's so famous, and it's like, bro, you need to be more careful about the shit that comes out of your mouth. Like, <sighs> you know, goes like, with every person who's famous. Yes, and I think they need to be more careful. <sighs> but shit happens. Look at the government. The but government he, makes a lot of mistakes. I'm, I, yes, but he has he's a smart guy and he has control over what comes out of his mouth like you said he's smart he's not wise regardless smart he, people make mistakes he does wise people I, don't I, make mistakes i want him to be wiser <laughs> like we just said time time yeah. is the winner maybe what i i respect him no I respect no, 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 him. no i think I, he's I, funny i he's built an empire he's clearly <laughs> he clearly i mean he's done well so i one of the things i really admire about joe rogan is i i mean i know there must be some editing that happens but oh, not very much like that thing goes on for three hours well, you're having a good time. They're drinking. They're smoking. How much editing do you think happens? I kind of want to. Depending who's who, uh, who's interviewing. Could you? Find well, out? Alex Jones. He probably didn't enter. He didn't edit too much. He's like, Can you know what? Out? This is too funny. Can you ask somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody? I want to know how much editing Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, on the show. yeah, yeah. Because it looks seamless. Like I know that what they're doing is that when they edit, like there's a trick you can do when you're doing video, where you when you switch from one person to another, that's where the edit happens. But it looks seamless, mm. right? Because you're just cutting from one frame to the next. Mm-hmm. But it does not look edited at all, and it's three hours and they're just sort of chilling kind of talking that's amazing they yeah that's hold great. people's attention for three hours well it's like building your fan base like i am a big fan of i have weird comedy taste i love carrot top if carrot really top have i i have a weird taste <laughs> does he stand. still exist yeah Is he's he a still? monster he's a beast he's a beast he's a beast in stand-up Really? When I when I went to Vegas to go see him perform, wow. he was the only comedian besides Robin Williams who will just go material, 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 kill, kill. Wasn't funny. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Boom, 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 boom. And props, jokes, props, material, props, joke, crowd work. Boom, boom, boom. It was nonstop. I was like, dude, mean, this mean, guy wasn't funny. What do you mean wasn't funny? Like he just plowed ahead no matter what. Yeah, yeah, he just plowed ahead. But it was uh-huh. so funny. Even if it wasn't funny, you're like, what? That was so awkward. You're like, what right. the hell was that? And they would pull out a prop. Like, what is this? Like, so when you say a comedian is a beast, you mean they kind of have balls? They kind of like they're just sort of aggressive he's a legend Mm-hmm. Like wow, I want to be like that. Okay, because when I here's a trick when you do stand up, like mm-hmm. when you make people laugh, ah, mm-hmm. let them enjoy the laugh. Him, he's like okay, ten one one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Okay, next next bit. joke. But how do they, you memorize all that stuff? Do you have to memorize your jokes? Do you like <sighs> kind of? Because they're they're my stories. I will never forget my stories. You're right, of course. Those my stories are my stories. How many times are you performing tonight? You're going to give a show tonight? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing two, sh- maybe three shows tonight. I'm doing two shows for sure. The third show, I'm trying to hop on this show. How long is your set usually? For this show, I'll probably do ten minutes, and the second show, I'll probably do twenty five. Headlining, I've done forty five minutes. That's uh-huh. the minimum. I want an hour, a solid hour. 
a right. really solid hour. Yeah. Or two hours. That's a long time. I can't imagine doing two two hours. It's of hard, but it's fun because it must be exhausting. <sighs> uh, kinda. I don't know. It's weird. Like even like Oprah and Chappelle and other people talked about this. You know, when you're like at the gym, right? Or like you're walking in the gym, you're like, ah, God, damn, I'm so tired. But when you put on that that uniform or that that shorts, the rash guard or whatever, it's time to go. I see that. One of my dreams is um I want to do like three hour thing where people come and I talk about psychology and people submit questions before the show. Oh, about whatever they're dealing with, and then I dialogue like, "Oh, who asked this question? Like the question that I like. Okay, come up on stage, let's talk about it. Or like, say there's a couple having an argument. Like I'll bring them up. But let's do like a like a five minutes of couples therapy right now, mm. and just like, and then intersperse that with my own thoughts and stuff and whatever, and just like do a whole production. I like that idea. Yeah, I feel like you need to get a camera in here too, because so, what we just did was magical, man. I, I feel like you, yeah, yeah, I think this was really good. I think you and I have really good chemistry. Yeah, and uh, the fact that you think you're stupid is fucking ridiculous. Well, you know, I was in special ed my whole life, like from elementary up to high school, and I had bad teachers. You are fucking smart. I, I thank you. You are fucking I, I accept, smart, dude. You I accept this. Fucking thank you. smart, sir. Pronounce your name one more time. God damn, we had a great conversation, we, man. I feel like this is like a date, and you forgot the date's name. Fuck you, Quatan, Quatemo, Quatemo, Quatemo. You know what it is? It's the it's the it's the it's the C at the end of your the silent C at the end. Quatemo. Yeah, Quatemo. Yeah, fucking me up. You want to hear something funny? My middle name is Daniel, and when I started doing stand-up <laughs> comedy, I was like, hey, my name is Daniel, right? right. But I wasn't going to be committed to do stand-up comedy. I was like, ah, let's just use my first name. Quatemo, Quatemo. I have, I have problems with the names. Quatemo. 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 Quatemo with the accent. Yeah, Quatemo. You got to sound sexy. Yeah. Quatemo. 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 Yeah. Okay, I'm so sexy now. Yeah, there you are, Papa. Listen, man, I really appreciate your time. <laughs> it has been a fucking honor. Yeah, same, um, man. You are from the other side of the universe, and I appreciate that. You come to my universe, brother. You're welcome. I, I, I may do that. Please. And I will, we will talk again soon. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. Wow. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening. As always, if you'd like to be a guest on my show or would like to contact me generally, my email is benjaminrusick at gmail.com. That's B-N-J-A-M-I-N-R-U-S-S-A-C-K at gmail.com. All relevant information regarding Guatemo's comedy and myself will be in the program notes. Thank you again and tune in next time. And now, a little bonus content. Yeah, there's something about getting in a fight that bonds people. It's weird. Yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no. Say more. Um, well, I've been in a lot of fights. Okay. I get scared. Of course, no fucking human being is like, I am going to win. Well, that's not, good. They're not safe. You never yeah. know what's going to happen. Because you can kill somebody. You can yeah. go to jail. Nobody wins. Right. When you're in a fight, sometimes all the martial art training goes out the window. You might have 10% of it. Right. Yeah. I got I got hit on Mission Street like <laughs> For what? three years ago. Some tall gentleman, large, he must have been like 230. Six four. He walk. He. I was walking. I was walking with my friend of mine down. It was after a Saturday class in the mission, <laughs> and this guy's like, "You want the hard ones or the soft ones?" And I'm like, "What?" I was like, "What's going on? The hard ones or soft?" <laughs> yeah. I like. I don't know what. What are you talking about, man? And I kind of just kept walking. He just seemed kind of nuts, uh-huh. you know. And then all of a sudden, boom! Like flash of light, open hand slap across my face. And I guess what he meant was hard ones or soft ones. You want open hand or closed hand? I think is what he meant. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what the fuck? He'd slap my glasses off. And I'm like, okay, now like 10 years ago, I would have been kind of like a bitch and run off or like walked away. But you know what? I'm drawing the line in the sand here. No, this isn't going to happen to me. Not with 15 years of jujitsu under my belt. And certainly not at the age of, you know, whatever I was, 40, 
five at the time. And so we squared off and I took him down, wrapped him up into kind of a ball and, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, you know, on the pavement right there on like, you know, fucking mission in 19th. And I'm like, bro, what is going on? Because I wasn't mad. I was just like completely confused. He's like, I thought you were following me. I'm not following you, bro. What's your name? AJ. AJ, listen, I'm not following you. I'm going to stand up. Please don't punch me. Let's hug it out. And I need you to go home. (laughs) Oh, wow. You're nice. (laughs) Well, he was crazy. You know, he was like on drugs. Something was not right. Oh, if you're on drugs, I'm going to mess up your high. (laughs) But go ahead. (laughs) Well, I just didn't take it personally because he was so. Anyway, so I just, I, you know, I let him up and we hugged it out. He looked really confused and and not well. And he ran off. Um, And it was, uh, and I never heard him. Get it. Um, But I just felt kind of like, kind of close to him in a way. Like I I didn't, I just didn't feel any any animosity, Uh, if that makes any sense. No, 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 it does. I don't know. We, you, you and me have superpowers, bro. We can just hurt somebody. No, it's true. Because when I was a bouncer, you know yeah. how many fights I got in and I never hurt anybody? Yeah. Because I'm like, yo, I have my knee on your belly, dude. Like, chill out. Yeah, it's just, it's scary because like someone has a knife or they have a gun. Oh, yeah, I've been in those situations too. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? You know, like your jujitsu is not worth a lot if some dude has a fucking knife. Well, I'm so used to guys pulling guns on me back in the day. I'm not, of course, I'm like, whoa this is a hundred percent now right uh new year's eve someone pulled a gun on me i was like look man where uh new year's eve Uh i'm not gonna say where but it it happened i was like look man that's that's a nice gun first Uh of all uh (laughs) two uh i can't help you right three um happy new year's right and uh what do you need i can't give you that right you're gonna waste your bullet on me right look at you look at me right you and me are both going to jail and he okay. thought about it too. He's like, I don't like you, but you make a lot of sense. He said that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, and wow. everybody in the at the club was like, oh my God. I'm like, yo, you see me. I'm not screaming. I'm not scared. In my mind, I'm like, holy this shit. This is in front of a bunch of people? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, nobody called the police. I was like, look, we're not going to call the police. Mm-hmm. I just want you to go home. Put it away. Look at your woman. Your woman's right there. She's so beautiful. You should be home making love to her. And he was like, fuck you. I was like, look, man, whatever I did to you, I apologize as a man. Look right. at me. And he was like, hmm. He was an older gentleman, too. Yeah. He's probably like, and it's maybe the same age, maybe 30, 35. I'm 32, right. but he's probably like 35 or older. I don't I couldn't tell. And uh, he just put it away. He thought about it. He's like, yeah. All right. Happy New Year's. Jesus, I don't think I could have been able to do something like that. Well, I'm so used to people pulling guns on me. You're used to it. Jesus, what a thing to I mean, I'm, it's not like, hey, I want a gun in my face right now. It's so hot. No, it's like it happens. That's and I'm so used to it. I'm like, okay, guys, take what you want. You won the fight. Right. Take it. Or are you sure you got the right person? I hope you find the right person because I'm not the guy.